Ralph Routon and Franz Zankowski joined the executive ranks at the Colorado Springs Independent about a dozen years after its founding. Their observations of the organization and its importance to the community, next. Truth. Community. Engagement. This is 6035. In 1992, Colorado Springs was a one-newspaper town. Over the next 30 years, the Colorado Springs Independent was conceived, launched, and grew from a fledgling alt-weekly into seven newspapers, a vital community treasure, and the biggest independent news source in Southern Colorado. This podcast series shares the history and honors what the Indy has done for its community. It will also provide a glimpse of the future of this news organization as 6035 Media. These conversations were recorded during a live-streamed celebratory event on December 16, 2022. We called it Indefinity. In this episode, former executive editor Ralph Routon and former CEO Franz Zankowski discuss how the community changed since the Indy's founding and the newspaper's role in that. They also take note of reader loyalty and the importance of advertising and the business side of running a newspaper. Indie reporter Nick Raven co-hosted this conversation with me. In the studio, we have Dave Gardner, executive producer here. He does the podcast. Hello. And also Ralph Routon. How are you doing? Welcome All right. back. All good. <laughs> and joining us remotely, Frank Sinkowski. I want to make sure I've got your audio up. Can you, can you talk real quick? No, I can't hear you. What in the world is going on? Fran, you're there somewhere. Thank you for joining us, though. Dave. Yes, sir. How you doing? I've had better moments because I'm having to try to get these cameras back up and oh, isn't that and running. Because I definitely don't want to shortchange Fran. He's got some good history with the organization and Ralph, too. And we were hoping that Kara uh, DeGette, who... Uh, was here from the beginning of The Independent, first as a senior reporter and eventually as editor. She was going to try to join us remotely, but I, I think she's having internet issues, so we may not hear from Kara. Mm. But we can talk about her. Yeah. yeah we get to, Fran, can I, I still can't hear you. Uh, Ralph, do you want to talk about the uh, early years? Any congratulations? I know you've been on here already, but any congratulations or thanks for John Weiss here? Well, he uh, he pulled it all together at the start, but then continued to make key hires along the way. Probably the most significant of which is our, if we can get him on here, is Fran Zankowski, because. That made such a difference on the business side of the paper as well, uh, which, you know, it, it's at some point you, you still have to pay the bills. And we can talk all we want about great stories and great staff and all the work that went into getting the paper out. But, uh, you know, you also had to have advertising support to pull it off. And uh, for a lot of years there in the kind of middle toward the back end of the Indies history. It's been uh, Fran behind the scenes who uh, a lot of people didn't realize was having the impact he was because of the stability from the, you know, from the business side. Absolutely. What did you inherit from uh, Kara and the team? Well, I was really lucky because the first year that I got here was the last year Kara was still on staff. She was living in Denver. I had been reading her column for years and she was always so 
so totally dialed in to the political scenes locally, regionally, state level, and she made it interesting. And she always had information and little tidbits and things in her columns that you didn't see anywhere else. Uh, and it made the indie one of the that was one of the go-to things that people knew they could pick up the paper every week for a lot of years, and they were going to get that. And that was right through toward the all the way to the end of of her time, you know, with with the paper. And she's still doing it with a, a neighborhood paper, Park Hill area of Denver now as editor of that paper. Absolutely, friend. How you doing? Still don't have this Still audio. Have- I can be a, a surrogate for Kara because I had a good conversation <laughs> with her a couple of days ago. Yeah, go ahead. Something that really struck me was a story she told me was that in 1999, she was I think she was sitting in a Colorado Springs City Council meeting. So that was, what, six uh, years or so after mm-hmm. the launch of the Indy. And she, she looked up at the dais and, and realized that the mayor and every city council member had all been endorsed by the Indy. Hmm. In 99. And to her, that meant, wow, this place has changed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And it happened again here just uh, five years ago yeah. in the 17 election. It wasn't, I can't say it was every member of city council. It was every member who was on that on the ballot that year. Yeah. And uh, every race and uh, all the endorsements came through and won. So, Ralph, it made me wonder, because you were here in town, you definitely were observing, so you probably have a good a good idea about this. If it wasn't that the Indy changed this town, but it was just that the Indy watered all the pretty flowers. <laughs> well, and the Indy elevated a growing segment of the population that had no voice and had no media outlet that was communicating to that group. And that became the core loyal following for the independent and both readers on a personal level, but also businesses who supported us. And that really, you know, it, it, it made a difference. You have to have something to, to start with. You know, you can't just start at zero. And, and it amazed me when I got here full time working at the end of 2006, the level of loyalty of people you would run into who would say, you know, I've been reading this paper for a lot of years and, you know, you and I expect a lot. Those people expected a lot of the indie. And if, you know, every once in a while you say, you know, you all, your cover stories aren't as good as they used to be or something like that, you know, you would take that seriously. It wasn't just, hey, you, you couldn't just say we've had an off month or we had a couple of stories that we planned and they fell through or got delayed, you you know, that wasn't good enough. The readers were really expecting a lot from the indie. It wasn't just like, oh, good, here's my escape from the Gazette or the rest of the media. It was coming to the indie expecting to be informed about issues and problems and, you know, people who were behind the scenes making a difference in the community. So I don't know whether you mentioned, Nick, that uh, Fran, in addition to all of his good uh, 
credentials in journalism is also a, a member of the, of our board of 6035. He is. No, um, yeah, I didn't get into that, but he's, he was trying to join us from D.C. I don't know if we'll get him in here. I'm trying with all of my powers, uh, but unfortunately we're about out of time. Yeah. Uh, I can think you can hear me now. Oh! oh. oh. The floor is yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sorry, guys. So sorry. Hey, Ralph, you said incredibly nice things about me, but the truth is the paper changed when Ralph Rowling came on board. He did an amazing job moving the independent and, and bringing us an incredible number of readers and authority and uh, respect to the community. I really loved working with Ralph. I worked, loved working with Kara, too, and John. I've had a great time over there. For 10 years, I was doing uh, the job. I just want to tell you one quick story. That's really, you know, Ralph said about how I uh, worked with the sales staff. My favorite story about them is we were doing a special issue and um, we had a whiteboard in the office and I put up all the goals for every sales rep. And I told them if they met those goals, they could shave my head uh, and we go there and do it. And um, they really got into it. And it was like the third day I realized they already made their goals. So I went over to the board after they left for the night and I changed all the goals. <laughs> and I did this every day for two weeks. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, one rep, Jason, came up to me and said, I think my goals have changed. And I was like, oh, maybe. Um, anyway, <laughs> they beat those goals. We went over to a local salon and everyone took out uh, the head clippers and cut off my hair. I was completely bald for about uh, two months. <laughs> but uh, what was great about that was it inspired everyone to have fun. It wasn't just about working hard. It was also about having fun, whether it was a best of party or was laughing in the office or doing stupid things like shaving my head. It was a blast to be there for 10 years. And I'm so pleased to be the treasurer now of the board. I have a lot of friends in Colorado Springs I work up in Boulder now for the Boulder Weekly, and I really just love coming back down to Colorado Springs and see how great it is changing. Where I came from was Connecticut, probably one of the more liberal pockets of the country. It was so great to come to a city where a paper was truly needed. It was great to come to a place where there was journalism being provided every single week and working with such a great team of journalists and sales reps and production people. It really was a thrill being in Colorado Springs. I miss it. I wish everyone really well. And I hope that whatever I can do on the board is worthwhile and helpful. Franz, thank you so much. I'm glad we were able to solve your audio issue when you yeah, were able to get, yeah. get some message. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So glad <laughs> get, to have you. Get your, get your in there. Uh, I want to thank Frank Sankowski, uh, Ralph Routon, and Dave Gardner for being in this segment. I really appreciate <laughs> you. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Refresh the staff. It's not the Indy 15, but it is Indyfinity. It's a much larger number. We'll be back. <laughs> Support 6035 Media's future delivering truth, building community, and engaging citizens. Donate or become a supporting member at 6035membership.org. Don't miss our entire collection of local podcasts celebrating, informing, and engaging this community. Follow 6035 Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts. Indefinity is co-produced and co-hosted by Dave Gardner. Nick Raven co-produced, co-hosted, and directed. Kathy Riley and Chloe Brooks-Kissler stage-managed. Thanks to all the staff and community members who pitched in to celebrate 30 years of indie history and the launch of 6035 Media.